Hello, world. I'm Roger Corville, and this is For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible, where we read through the scriptures conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in his world. You ready? Let's roll. Welcome. Do you want meaning and purpose and awesome sauce in your life? Well, remember this question. Do you really trust what Jesus says about where the awesome sauce is to be found? Hey, Hopeful, welcome to For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible, which is the part of our journey together where we read through every word of God's revelation of himself Monday through Saturday and consider our own lives in light of that. I think about that opening question, particularly as it relates to our workplaces. I know that some of you, because I've had conversations with many of you, work in places that are increasingly hostile to being Jesus followers. I know of one person in particular who was fired from her job as a nurse for doing the right thing. I understand. The question on the table. Do you really trust what Jesus says about where the awesome sauce is to be found? Luke chapter 10. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others, and he sent them ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself was about to go. He told them, here we go, my friends. The harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Now go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Don't carry a money bag, traveling bag, or sandals. Don't greet anyone along the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this household. If a person of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. If not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they offer. For the worker is worthy of his wages. Don't move from house to house. When you enter any town and they welcome you, eat the things they set before you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them, The kingdom of God has come near you. When you enter any town and they don't welcome you, go out into its streets and say, We are wiping off even the dust of your town that clings to our feet as a witness against you. Know this for certain. The kingdom of God has come near. I tell you on that day, it will be more tolerable for Sodom than for that town. Woe to you! Chorazin, woe to you, Bethsaida, for if the miracles that were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? No, you'll go down to Hades. Whoever listens to you, listens to me. Whoever rejects you, rejects me and whoever rejects me is rejects the one who sent me the 72 returned with joy saying lord even the demons submit to us in your name he said to them i watched satan fall from heaven like lightning look i have given you the authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy nothing at all will harm you however Don't rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. 
At that time, he rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, because this was your good pleasure. All things have been entrusted to me by my Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son desires to reveal him. Then, turning to his disciples, he said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see the things you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to see the things that you see, but didn't see them, to hear the things you hear, but didn't hear them. Then an expert in the law stood up to test him, saying, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus asked him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. You've answered correctly, Jesus told him. Do this and you will live. But, wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus took up the question and said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him, beat him up, and fled, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. In the same way, a Levite, when he arrived at the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan on his journey came up to him, and when he saw the man, he had compassion. He went over to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on olive oil and wine. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an end, and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him. When I come back, I'll reimburse you for whatever extra you spend. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The one who showed him mercy, he said. And then Jesus told him, Go and do the same. While they were traveling, he entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks, and she came up and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So tell her to give me a hand. And the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but... But one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice, and it will not be taken away from her. And that, my friends, is all of Luke chapter 10. My friends, where mission activity is to be done, give credit where credit's due. This is from R.C. Sproul. Where mission activity is to be done, spiritual warfare will take place. And the commander-in-chief must send his troops into battle knowing that the opposition is strong. Unquote. Do you want to be safe and comfy? Or do you want 
awesome sauce. The Israelites, of course, struggled with that a lot in their journey from deliverance out of slavery in Egypt to now being on the cusp of entering the promised land. And of course, we know that they don't just waltz in there and find welcome committees. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Right now, we have a whole new generation that's camped just outside the promised land. And God, through Moses, is giving them a hand with thinking about governance with a little surprise thrown in where we pick up in Numbers chapter 27. Numbers 27. The daughters of Zelophehad approached. Zelophehad was the son of Hefer, son of Gilead, son of Maker, son of Manasseh, from the clans of Manasseh, the son of Joseph. These were the names of his daughters, Mala, Noah, Hogla, Milcah, and Terzah. They stood before Moses, the priest Eleazar, the leaders, and the entire community at the entrance to the tent of meeting and said, Our father died in the wilderness, but he was not among Korah's followers who gathered together against the Lord. Instead, he died because of his own sin, and he had no sons. Why should the name of our father be taken away from his clan? Since he had no son, give us property among our father's brothers." Moses brought their case before the Lord, and the Lord answered him. What Zelophehad's daughters say is correct. You are to give them hereditary property among their father's brothers and transfer their father's inheritance to them. Tell the Israelites, when a man dies without having a son, transfer his inheritance to his daughter. If he has no daughter, give his inheritance to his brothers. If he has no brothers, give his inheritance to his father's brothers. If his father has no brothers, give his inheritance to the nearest relative of his clan, and he will take possession of it. This is to be a statutory ordinance for the Israelites, as the Lord commanded Moses. I'll pause. Remember that the allocation of land, which was their means of production, which was the means of feeding themselves, was... A, a gift, a grace from God, right? You need a certain amount of land to take care of a certain number of people. And if we look at the sum total of the trajectory, the self trajectory of salvation, this is an extension or a next growth point in, in God's unfolding revelation of himself, right? Ultimately, that culminates with Jesus. But at this point in history, 1500 years-ish BC, this is this is a, a big step forward. And compared to all of the surrounding nations of the ancient Near East, just an amazing, amazing bit of, of what's the word I'm looking for? I'll just say grace. That's the right word probably doesn't, it just escapes me. But we'll continue because, you know, we're a keeping it real kind of crew around here. And if you think of the right word, email it to me. Hello at forthehope.com. Then the Lord said to Moses, go up this mountain of the Abarim range and see the land I have given the Israelites. After you have seen it, you will be gathered to your people as Aaron, your brother, was. When the community quarreled in the wilderness of Zin, both of you rebelled against my command to demonstrate my holiness in the sight, in their sight at the waters. Those were the waters of Meribah in the wilderness of Zin. So Moses appealed to the Lord. 
May the Lord, who gives breath to all, appoint a man over the community who will go out before them and come back in before them, and who will bring them out and bring them in so that the Lord's community won't be like sheep without a shepherd. The Lord replied to Moses, Take Joshua, son of Nun, a man who has the capital S spirit in him, and lay your hands on him. Have him stand before the priest Eleazar and the whole community and commission him in their sight. Confer some of your authority on him so that the entire Israelite community will obey him. He will stand before the priest Eleazar, who will consult the Lord for him with the direction of the Urim. He and all the Israelites with him, even the entire community, will go out and come back in at his command. And Moses did as the Lord commanded him. He took Joshua had him stand before the priest Eleazar and the entire community, laid his hands on him, and commissioned him as the Lord had spoken through Moses. All right, that gets us up through chapter 27, and I'll just say this before we continue reading. Joshua has the Spirit, capital S, but so do you. We all do, right? After Jesus... Every Jesus follower who is truly repentant and believes is filled with the Holy Spirit. Therefore, you, my friends, have been commissioned. Do you want awesome sauce? There you go. Chapter 28. Back to the governance stuff. The Lord spoke to Moses, command the Israelites and say to them, Be sure to present to me at its appointed time, my offering and my food as my food offering, a pleasing aroma to me, and say to them, this is the food offering you are to present to the Lord. Daily offerings. Each day present two unblemished year-old male lambs as a regular burnt offering. Offer one lamb in the morning and the other at twilight, along with two quarts of fine flour for a grain offering mixed with a quart of olive oil from crushed olives. It is a regular burnt offering established at Mount Sinai for a pleasing aroma, a food offering to the Lord. The drink offering is to be a quart with each lamb. Pour out the offering of beer. Mm, Pouring out your beer for the Lord. Pour out the offering of beer to the Lord in the sanctuary area. Offer the second lamb at twilight, along with the same kind of grain offering and drink offering as in the morning. It is a food offering, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Sabbath offerings. On the Sabbath day, present two unblemished year-old male lambs, four quarts of fine flour with with oil as a grain offering and its drink offering. It is the burnt offering for every Sabbath, in addition to the regular burnt offering and its drink offering. Monthly offerings. At the beginning of each of your months, present a burnt offering to the Lord, two young bulls, one ram, seven male lambs, a year old, all unblemished, with six quarts of fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering for each bull, four quarts of fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering for each ram, two quarts of fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering for each lamb. It is a burnt offering, a pleasing aroma, a food offering to to the Lord. Their drink offerings are to be two quarts of wine with each bull, one and a third quarts with each ram, one in a quart, one quart with each male lamb. This is the monthly burnt offering for all the months of the year. And one male goat is to be offered as a sin offering to the Lord, in addition to the regular burnt offering with its drink offering. Just makes me wonder. Do we think about offerings to the Lord daily? That would be an amazing way to live life, right? 
I confess, I don't. So there you go. Confession time here on For the Hope. Last little section. Offering for the Passover. The Passover to the Lord comes in the first month, on the 14th day of the month. On the 15th day of this month, there will be a festival. Unleavened bread is to be eaten for seven days. On the first day, there is to be a sacred assembly. You are not to do any daily work. Present a food offering, a burnt offering to the Lord, two young bulls, one ram and seven male lambs a year old. Your animals are to be unblemished, meaning we bring our best, not our worst, to Jesus. The grain offering with them is to be of fine flour mixed with oil. Offer six quarts with each bull, four quarts with the ram, two quarts with each of the seven lambs, one male goat for the sin offering to make atonement for yourselves. Offer these with the morning burnt offering that is part of the regular burnt offering. You are to offer the same food each day for seven days as a food offering, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. It is to be offered with its drink offering and the regular burnt offering. On the seventh day, you are to hold a sacred assembly. You are not to do any daily work. Uh, You know what? I'm going to finish the chapter here. One more little section. Offerings for the festival of weeks. On the day of first fruits, you are to hold a sacred assembly when you present an offering of new grain to the Lord at your festival of weeks. You are not to do any daily work. Present a burnt offering as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Two young bulls, one ram, seven male lambs a year old with their grain offering of fine flour mixed with oil. Six quarts with each bull, four quarts for the ram, two quarts with each of the seven lambs. One male goat to make atonement for yourselves. Offer them with their drink offerings in addition to the regular burnt offering and its grain offering. Your animals are to be unblemished. And that gets us up through chapter 28. We will turn to the book of Proverbs now for our um, for our wisdom segment. And you know, oftentimes I say, hey, when we when we hit the Psalms, let's pray these, right? Not all of them were songs, but they are great things to pray. But maybe You know, not all Proverbs apply in all situations. But maybe we pray today that the Lord would just have these bits of wisdom sink deeply in our hearts for the Holy Spirit to recall as appropriate. Proverbs chapter 14, picking up in verse 1. Every wise woman builds her house, but a foolish one tears it down with her own hands. Whoever lives with integrity fears the Lord, but the one who is devious in his ways despises him. The proud speech of a fool brings a rod of discipline, but the lips of the wise protect them. Where there are no oxen, the feeding trough is empty, but an abundant harvest comes through the strength of an ox. We'll just call her good right there. Heavenly Father, would you help us to pursue wisdom, to take action, to not just know stuff, Lord, but to have it live out through our lives. Lord, I recognize that we may not always use words, but I do believe, Lord, with all my heart that part of what 
we bring to our workplace is the Holy Spirit that sanctifies even even inanimate objects around us with your blessing. Lord, give us wisdom with how to interact. Help us not be as those who shrink back. Help us even to be bold and courageous in the face of fear sometimes in speaking your truth. We love you, Lord. And I love you, my friends. Do you want meaning and purpose and awesome sauce in your life? The question is, do you really trust what Jesus says about where the awesome sauce is to be found? I love you. Amen. Amen.